This is the Smart Communications Smart Communications Smart Communications Podcast. Developing the voices voices, voices. Developing, developing the voices of determined nonprofits. Brought to you by Big Duck. Welcome to the Smart Communications Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Durham, and I am joined today by Ali Damu, Big Duck's Director of Strategy. Welcome back to the show, Ali. Thanks, Sarah. So Allie has been on the show a few times. In case you've not had the good fortune to hear her speak on the podcast or read her blog, she is a prolific thought leader here on our team. Prior to joining our team, which she did in 2013, she worked at Sanctuary for Families, which is a New York City-based organization, and she managed the communications and fundraising efforts to expand their programs, ensuring the safety and self-determination of LGBTQ immigrant and low-income victims of domestic violence and their families. She has a real passion for progressive causes, and that led her to pursue her master's degree in nonprofit management from the New School, where she was the co-founder of the university's first social innovation competition and the recipient of the Dean's Award. She's also a graduate of Emory University and a really swell person. (laughs) What an intro. Thanks, Sarah. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) So one of Allie's many superpowers is she is an incredible facilitator. She runs a really awesome and really productive meeting, and she often coaches and trains other people on our team to do the same. So Allie, why is facilitation so important for people who have never really thought about this as something that you could have a superpower in? Yeah. Why should they care? Facilitation is super important in all work, in personal life, in my opinion. It really comes into play when anyone is working in a group or in a group setting. And the role of a facilitator is to be the person responsible for helping the group do their best work together to make the best use of their time, to draw out their superpowers, and for them to work together as effectively as possible. And it occurs to me as I listen to you talk about drawing out the best of what the group can do together, that that is in some ways the essence of what a great communications person does. That is the essence of communications, helping extract the best value from whatever the project or the situation is. And over the years, you and other people on the strategy team at Big Doc have really made a study of facilitation and looked into all kinds of tools and techniques and practices. You've even written an internal guide that we have used and benefited from. So what are some of the things that you think are most important? If somebody's trying to build their skills as a facilitator, what should they tackle? I think naturally people have their own style to facilitation, and that's definitely something I would advocate for. But there's also really concrete skills and techniques that make really great facilitators. And those things can be practiced and trained and learned, and anyone could really facilitate well. And that's what I definitely want to advocate for and say is everyone has the opportunity to become a great facilitator. You just have to learn some of the techniques. So a few of the techniques that I think are especially helpful for nonprofit staff, and especially those working in communications, include synthesizing, which is really about taking the ideas, whether or not you're in a brainstorm or in a big group discussion, and sort of making meaning and and structure out of the ideas. So to synthesize means taking all of the kernels of the ideas, the themes that emerge in a discussion, and making them a little bit more digestible, you know, for the group to be able to process and then take action from. So that might look like, oh, wow, there's been a lot of great ideas about 
what our communication strategy could look like this year. I've heard a lot about the dimension of what it means for our donor communications. I've learned a lot about what it means for our grassroots advocacy efforts. Let's take those one by one. And maybe the conversation had been a little messier before. And the role of the facilitator is to say, let's simplify and make sense and sort of take this conversation on piece by piece. Tell us about the other things you want to encourage organizations to build. What other skills are key? Yes. Another skill is active listening. Active listening is the demonstration that you're really paying attention to and responding and hearing what people are saying. And that builds trust, but it also helps the individual that's contributing to really feel like their contributions matter. And it helps to make sure that the facilitator really understands what's happening, you know, really being present, really listening and showing through your body language, nodding, you know, and sometimes through mirroring that you're on board and you're really engaged in what the person's saying. So saying something like, I'm understanding you to say this, or I want to elevate that, that I've understood this, that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And that mirroring sometimes doesn't feel great to all people, but that is definitely something that active facilitators do use is that mirroring or paraphrasing. And then the next thing I want to encourage people to think about is decision-making rules, because oftentimes facilitators are in the position to help the group make a decision, whether that's, you know, what to do in the next meeting or whether that is to, you know, move forward with a strategy or to move forward with a hire. And decision-making rules are the way that the group decides and knows when a decision is made. So whether that's uh, unanimous agreement, you know, everyone has kind of reached consensus and says, okay, yes, we're all on board. Or maybe it's an 80% rule. We're 80% of the way there and that's decided. Or maybe there's another way that your organization decides change happens. But the facilitator actually can introduce decision-making rules and help the group decide how are we going to know that we've accomplished what we've accomplished or how are we going to know that a decision has been made. Without those, it can lead to a lot of murkiness in groups. Groups want to know, have we achieved what we've set out to achieve? Sometimes that's not possible. And sometimes a facilitator also has to create space to saying, you know what, we didn't reach a decision here and that's okay. That wasn't not necessarily the intention. Let's all be comfortable knowing we've made great progress and maybe in a future meeting, we'll make a decision. Maybe this is not the type of work that actually we have to make a decision around, but great facilitators have that vocabulary language and tools to help guide a group with the difficult task of decision-making. There's a terrific book that we read in our book club here at Big Duck and at Advomatic called The Art of Gathering. I know you've read this book and we've talked a bit about this book. And one of the things I found really helpful in the book that I think speaks to your last point is the idea that when you facilitate a meeting, you become the host of the meeting. Just the way if you invited people to your home for a dinner party, you are the host of that. And part of your responsibility is to make sure that things run smoothly, but that people feel comfortable. And one way to do that is to establish what the author of that book calls pop-up rules. I think sometimes you prefer to call them meeting norms or guidelines or something like that. So maybe right up at the front talking about how decisions might get made or how the conversation is going to unfold. But sometimes I've seen you and other people just sort of jump in and lead and sort of observe a dynamic that's happening and call out a dynamic or name a dynamic and suggest a way through it if it's something tricky. Absolutely. And a good facilitator does their research before starting the meeting and specifically knows like who's going to be in the room. You know, are these people that 
have worked together for a long period of time, there's an established culture that feels great to everybody, or is this a new group of people that maybe we have to actually establish new norms? And in that case, maybe that should take up some time and inviting people in to say, well, how do we want to be working together in this space? And a great facilitator actually sees those dynamics and understands and pivots to what the group needs in order to feel included, to feel comfortable, to feel like they're able to bring themselves to the room or the virtual room. As I listen to you talk in this conversation, I'm also thinking about a webinar we did together back in the spring of 2020, right, as COVID was causing a lot of people to have to figure out how to pivot into online. And we recorded a webinar together where you talked a lot about facilitating great meetings online. What I think is a hallmark of your remarks today and of the remarks you made in that recording, which, by the way, we'll link to in the show notes if people want to watch it is intentionality, is sort of assuming the mantle of the facilitator. If you're really going to shine at producing some of those results, takes real intentionality. Prep before you do the actual facilitation, mindfulness during the facilitation, and sometimes stuff afterwards that is about follow-up or closing loops or circling back to people, etc. So it's important and powerful work. I'm persuaded. <laughs> yeah, it's great stuff. Thanks so much. All right, Allie, thanks again for joining me. And we'll link to all those resources in the show notes for those of you who want to dig in a little bit deeper. Are you passionate about nonprofit communications? If you are, Big Duck has other resources you might enjoy besides this podcast. Visit bigduck.com and just click on Insights to download one of our many free ebooks. You can also find two books by Sarah Durham about nonprofit communications on amazon.com. The first is Brand Raising, How Nonprofits Raise Visibility and Money Through Smart Communications, which explains what nonprofit branding really means in simple, mission-driven terms. The second is the Nonprofit Communications Engine, a leader's guide to managing mission-driven marketing and communications. It explains what nonprofit communications teams can actually deliver and what they need to be successful. This is the Smart Communications Podcast, developing the voices of determined nonprofits. Brought to you by Big Duck. Big Duck is an agency that puts smart communications in the hands of nonprofits. We help our nonprofit clients develop strong brands, strong campaigns, and strong teams that advance their missions and achieve their goals. Connect with us at bigduck.com.